What's up, guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. Uh, it's finally football season, and of course, we're here with Mason. What up, what up? And Courtney. What's up, guys? And we are here to finally finish off our football preview. Um, and of course, you know, we had football this past Saturday, right, guys? Oh my gosh, yeah. I almost cried. You almost cried, why? Yes, I almost cried. So we're just going to jump right into it. That's the first thing we're going to talk about is football this past oh. week. So, of course, the the real game that everybody probably watched was Florida against Miami and Orlando. So, Mason, you said you almost cried. Yeah. What, like, why? Because it's finally back. Okay. Football season is okay, finally so back. It was, it was tears of joy, not something oh, yeah. like you were, like, frustrated or, oh, or no. like, not at all. sickened by what you saw. No. Okay. Tears of joy. Okay. So what do you think of the game? What 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 do you all think of the game? Anybody? Oh, it was an interesting game. I I thought I knew what Florida was going to be coming into the year, but watching that game makes me question everything I thought about them. What did you think about them coming in? Just to remind everybody. I thought they would they had a potential to push Georgia, but they were definitely going to be the two seed coming out of the East. But looking at that game, very questionable because they were kind of embarrassing. Very very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. And the Florida defense, the only thing that they had going for them on defense was the offensive line for Miami are all young players. All freshmen. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't block anybody. The, no. the Miami offensive line was absolutely, like, terrible. Yeah. Like, they were bad, and they couldn't block anybody. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I mean – here, I'm trying to pull up the stats so I can see how many sacks Florida got. I think it was like nine. It was something ridiculous. I remember um, that. Yeah, I mean, some crazy number. I'm going to pull it up here. But, I mean, honestly, you know, what in the world? Why is it giving me a video? I don't want a video. Uh, obviously, like, Florida tried to give the game away at they the did. end. They did. They did. What was it, two or three straight pass interference calls? <laughs> I that, think like, it was extended. Yeah, it was, was three it or four. It was something ridiculous. I mean, it was crazy. And Miami also had tons of penalties, man. Yeah. Like, so many. It just looked like your typical week zero game. It was a, definitely a week zero game. With It was it was just so sloppy, how about, man. How about, <laughs> how about Frank's throwing two touchdowns and then turning back and doing two interceptions. Mm. What is that? No idea. Yeah, Typical it Felipe it was, it was a mess. Dude, he's trash. Have I not told you guys? Did you see him talking all that he's trash awful. on the sidelines? Oh, dude, I'm so <laughs> glad. So, like, he was committed to LSU way back when. I'm so glad we didn't get him, dude. I'm <laughs> so glad we did not get him. But just kind of looking at the stats, just at the penalties, Miami had 14 penalties Penalties. For 118 yards, Florida had nine penalties for 100 yards. That's crazy. So absolutely sloppy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it was what was that? 23 penalties. Yeah. 23 penalties combined. Florida had four turnovers, two interceptions, one interception that was just absolutely awful. Terrible. By at the Terrible. End. Um, and then two fumbles. Uh, Miami dominated the time of possession. They had the ball for 36 minutes. Uh, Florida had it for 23 minutes and 47 seconds. Um, Florida passed the ball for 254 yards, which a good chunk of that was on the long um, bubble screen or screen pass yeah. to Kadarius Tony, yeah. which bumped up Frank's stats. That was like a 63 Which was basically all he did last year. 
was he just threw bubble screens or maybe a deep ball every now and then that just like really buffed off his stats. So like, there's literally nothing from that game that we watched that like would make me believe in Frank's. Oh, yeah, One, he's cocky as crap, and he's talking to fans on the sideline like, "Dude, you're like a junior. Yeah, you should be past this crap. Like, why are you going off to the side? I get that it's against Miami, and you never play them, and they're a big rival. But like, obvi- like they're not that big of a rival. No, otherwise you play them every year. No, yeah. And even if they are a big rival, why are you going off and talking crap to either their fans or talking to your fans? Like, be in the freaking huddle, be the leader of the team as a quarterback, and like focus on the freaking game because y'all should have lost that game, honestly. Yeah, easily. They the easily should have lost that game. Uh, third down efficiency was terrible for the, both teams. Um, two for ten for Florida, which they got made up for by going four for four on fourth <laughs> on downs. Down, yeah. Miami was two of thirteen on third downs, and they went zero for two on fourth down. Um, total yards were only separated by five yards. So Florida got three hundred and six yards. Miami got three hundred one. Um, Florida only rushed the ball for 52 yards. That's embarrassing. Miami ran it for 87. Now, Miami has a really good defense, but you're you're an SEC team, and this is what I was saying uh, in in the East preview about Florida. Like, they have a new offensive line, too. Like, are they going to be able to run the ball? Yeah. Obviously not. I mean, you're going to have to bank on Felipe Franks being able to beat teams, and, like, he... He is not that guy. He's not that guy, (laughs) and he could have very easily lost you the game. He made one really good throw uh, that led him on that four-play touchdown drive that they had yeah. to answer Miami. That I mean, it was a gorgeous throw, but right after that, like he didn't make another pass, or like there was no other passes or any other plays nope. by him that really wowed you, man. Like there just wasn't. Um, I was impressed by the retro freshman quarterback of Miami. I was too. He looked good. He looked good, he looked even though he, he was yeah, even though he was under pressure a lot because again, like very bad blocking. And couple of that with you know Florida has some really good starters on the defensive line. I yeah. mean uh, Zynga. I mean he's going to be probably a first round draft pick. Oh, yeah. But I mean the rest of the line. I mean he's going up against a freshman who was just in high school last year. So. Um, yeah, so uh, he kind of impressed me, even though he was under a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, I mean, any other thoughts about the game for you, Mace? Uh, not really. Uh, I think Miami looked a lot better than I thought they would. Um, so coming out, can they actually challenge people in the ACC and look better than what people anticipated? Uh, I think if you give them a couple years, they're going to be a lot more impressive than um, – what people think they're kind of on the rise right now. Yeah. I mean, their only thing is going to be their offensive line has to grow up. Oh yeah. Um, if they don't improve, it's going to be a really hard year for them. Um, but I mean, there's like opportunities for a man. Like it's right there in front of them to have a really good year. Thoughts on Florida now moving forward. Well, Courtney first, uh, any thoughts on Miami after the game? What do you think about that? Cause I mean, you'll be just, uh, coming up, Courtney will be previewing the ACC for us, but any thoughts on Clun- or not Clemson, on Miami before you get there after this game? Mm, I mean, besides like them having like a really young offense and they need to like work with the offense a little bit more, no. Okay. Uh, thoughts on Florida? Frank needs to forward. go home. <laughs> My gosh. Go home. Just go home. Like, there's no reason for you to be 
there is no reason for you to like talk to the Miami fans, talk to your fans, and then go all dancing after your one rushing touchdown. Like, stop. Just yeah. stop. Seriously, just stop. Grow up. That's all I gotta say. Any other thoughts on Florida? They for their you? defense impressed me. I, I I will have to say their defense impressed me. Um and uh, Florida's got some really big attackers um, in their running backs and wide receivers, so um, watch out for them. Um, other than that, no. And it was 10 sacks, by the way. 10 sacks. Gosh, that's crazy. The other night. Uh, Mason, thoughts on um, Florida after their first game? Uh, for me, I didn't see anything that, was really, that really impressed me. Uh, the defensive line looked really good, and then their outside guys looked good. Um, so basically poor for tackling. them, yeah, poor tackling, definitely poor tackling. Um, so for me, it's basically either they're going to be fighting for the two or three seed. Um, so if they can rely on their defense and their outside guys, then they'll be all right. Obviously, Felipe Franks isn't going to win them any special ball games. And if they're any, in any tight games, it's kind of going to hurt them. Um, so I think that they'll probably be somewhere around two or three still, but they're not going to make a jump anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, nothing has really changed on that outlook on Florida. Uh, they're kind of who I thought they would be right now. Their defense is solid. It's not going to lose them games. It's the offense that's going to lose them games. And Felipe Franks, because he's so hot and cold. He's so <laughs> bipolar. Um, so an offensive line. Big question mark for them after this game. They didn't give up a lot of sacks, but again, they didn't run the ball. They only ran the ball for 52 yards. Yeah. So and Franks had to scramble a good bit too. Uh, so Miami was really able to get up to quarterback. Didn't sack them a lot, but they they did get a good bit of hurries. Um, they had five tackles for loss, um, and of course, you know, two interceptions. You, you turn the ball over four times, you should lose the game easily. Um, but somehow. Uh, Florida was able to come out on top. Uh, that missed field goal really hurt Miami because if they didn't miss that field goal in the fourth quarter, they probably could have gotten a field goal to win the game yep. or at least tempt, attempt to win the game there at the last minute instead of trying to you know go for the end zone every time. So Florida really escaped there, um, and you know they'll move on. We'll see how they improve. They're off this coming up week since they played week zero, um, but – they're really going to have to improve if they're going to want to be this, you know, 10-win team and challenge for the East, like a lot of media people have been saying. So, um, yeah, so we'll move on now to the rest of our Power 5 conference outlooks. And so we're going to start off with Mason, and uh, he is going to give us an outlook on the Pac-12. Okay. Big thing about the Pac-12 is are they finally going to be able to get a team into the college football playoffs? Because not well, they've got uh, Washington in. I think it was what three years ago, four years ago. I think it was three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then since then, they haven't had another one. They had um, Oregon was in it. What first year they played Ohio State, and then since then nothing because 
the Pac-12 has always been seen as kind of like a weaker conference. So basically, a team's either going to have to win all their games to get in, or something crazy is going to have to happen. It's been looked at weak since really since Chip Kelly left. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of years with uh, Mark Helfrich, is that what his name was? Yes. Um, that Oregon was really good, and they kind of fell off after Marcus Mariota left. And then even before then, and then USC had its run. But ever since USC went down and Stanford went down, nobody's been there to replace them. And USC obviously hasn't been able to recover. They haven't been back to prominence. Yep. UCLA is still terrible. Um, Arizona is nothing. I mean, you're real kind of, I guess, top of the line teams. And you're going to be talking about is probably what, like Washington, Oregon, Utah. Yep. So, so I'm hitting the what I think are the top five teams in the Pac-12. And I'm just going to knock two of them out real quick. And one of them is Stanford. Stanford is probably the most predictable team in the Pac-12 right now. They're probably going to end up being 7-5. and five. They have a pretty difficult schedule, I would say, for their standards. They have Oregon, uh, UCF, Washington, Washington State, Notre Dame. So that's probably a good four, maybe five losses in total. And then you sprinkle in another random loss, maybe to Northwestern, maybe UCLA, um, then it kind of puts them in a in a weird situation where they're going 7-5 and five again. And what happens with their coach after that? You know, um, he's been there for a while now, and they really haven't had much, much, much success outside of um, when Andrew Luck was there, really. They had a couple years after that where they were decent, but they didn't really win anything. Um, so, yeah, they're probably another – just seven and five season predictable team that Stanford has been recently. Um, another one is Washington State. Last year they exceeded all their expectations and actually had a really good year under Mike Leach. Um, He's my boy. Yeah, I love crazy guy. You follow him? Follow him on Twitter? I don't. Hilarious. I need to, though. Solid follow. <clears throat> um, so they exceeded all their expectations last year. Um, coming in this year, what happens to them? You know, they lost a couple of their guys. They lost their quarterback, who was what one of the probably their best quarterback ever in Washington State history. I mean, for one year, yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, so, what happens with them? Can they continue to build off of what what was their year last year? Um, and what if they have another good year this year? Does Mike Leach leave? What happens with that? Um, will he find a better job? Will he go to LSU? <laughs> no. See, I don't think Mike Leach is going to be the kind of guy that people want to hire, so I think he's going to be a lifer at Washington State. I could totally see that because he's kind of a quirky guy and he doesn't really fit the – The Pirates, man. Yeah. He's a pirate guy. Doesn't really fit the big-time system. <clears throat> um, all right. So moving on to Oregon. Um, so you got Oregon – who dominated, or I wouldn't say dominated, they have a, had a really good year last year. Um, can they build off of a last year and bring it back to this year? So they have their quarterback coming back, Justin Herbert, who was a beast last year. Um, probably going to be a top five pick this year in the draft, maybe. And then you got Troy Dye coming back for or at the linebacker position for them. And then they still have a solid offensive line. So if they're able to build off of last year, they could have actually end up having a really great year this year. So they're returning 10 of 11 guys on offense, which makes for a big payday for most offensive coordinators. And then they have they have 7 of 11 guys coming back on defense. Um, so 
they've got a lot of guys coming back off a team that was actually pretty good last year. And having their quarterback, Justin Herbert, come back is where teams can actually make a leap and make a jump and improve on what they had last year. Um, so I like their coach, Mario Cristobal. He, um, it, well, I'm hoping that he can come back and bring Oregon back to their heyday to where they were when Chip Kelly was there. Because Oregon was always one of the most interesting teams to watch at that point. Um, let me pull up their schedule real quick. If I can find it. Yeah, I just feel like college football was more fun when Oregon was really good. Yeah. Because right now, how it's been is like all the football east of like Texas is where everything is. And then everything kind of west of Texas is like a... Nobody cares. Yeah, no, I agree. But, like, whenever, you know, Oregon was really good with um, Chip Kelly and even the years with Marcus Mariota, like, they were exciting to watch. Yeah. And, like, they were the team that everybody's like, hey, watch out for them. Oh, what, like, it would be awesome if we could watch Alabama and Oregon play. Yeah. Or it would be awesome, even whenever USC was really good, it would be awesome if we could see USC and Ohio State or, you know, Clemson against, you know, I don't know, just pick a really good team out there. You know, it, like, it's interesting to be able to see, like, these cross-the-nation teams, like, come up with those kind of scenarios. Yeah. We get to watch that this year with Oregon and Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, you know, Oregon's really good and Auburn plays a really good game and we get, like, a really good game to see. And, hey, maybe the Pac-12 could make a case for a playoff spot this year. We'll get there, but what else you got? Um. So, yeah, so they starting off with, or, or with Auburn, like you said. Uh, more noble games. They got Stanford. Uh, coming back, they got Washington, Washington State. Um, and then, really, that's about it for their tough games. They've got Washington on the road, though, which is going to be their, basically, circle game. If they can win that, then they'll come out of the their division. Um, so, but like you said earlier, Oregon was just fun to watch. You know, they Chip Kelly basically changed the way college football was at the time because at the time it was pounded down your throat. Then he comes in, spreading it out running all this crazy fast-paced offense, kind of just changing the way college football was at the time. And then so hopefully Oregon can be able to come back and get on the hill um, because they've always been one of the more interesting teams to watch. Um, So moving on to Washington. Washington is going to be a very interesting team to watch this year because they've always been just kind of like there. Like, they're normally right around top 10, but they can't ever make the jump because they always lose a couple random games, and they're just there. But they're always good that they're just there. So they lost Jake Browning this year, but they come back, and they pick up Jacob Eason, and it looks like he's actually going to be starting for them this year, the transfer from Georgia. Yep. Shout out to Georgia. Um, so they lost a lot of guys, but they brought in a lot of people to actually replace them. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people picking Washington to come out of their division and, and beat Oregon. And really the only reason that's happening is because they have the advantage with Chris Peterson, who is a beast at head coach, and they've got home field advantage over Oregon. So putting those two things together could give them the edge over Oregon, but I just think Oregon's got so much talent that it's going to be tough for Washington to kind of stay where they've been at because they just – after losing that many people, you really have to rely on kind of an older guy and Jacob Eason at quarterback 
Um, so if he can keep them where they've been, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't think Oregon or I don't think Washington would be able to get into the um, to the college football playoffs just because, like I said, they're just there. Uh, notable games for them, they have Stanford, um, Oregon, like I just said, Washington State, and they have Utah. They have Utah at home, so that'll be good for them. Um, all right, moving on to my favorite team right here. You know how I told you I had a sleeper a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I have that a sleeper I is Utah. Yeah, yeah, Freaking Utah. Utah, probably you can make an argument that they have the best defensive line in the nation. Right behind, it's it's them and Auburn, one and two right there. So they have the best def- or they have one of the best defensive lines in the nation. They have a lot of guys coming back on offense. They have a lot of guys coming back on defense. And they were just solid all around last year. They got their quarterback coming back. They have their running back coming back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Utah can do. They are my official sleeper. You can put it on the board. You can write it down on a little whiteboard that we don't have yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I am super excited about Utah. Let me pull up their schedule. Um, if I can find it. There it is. Um, so they have a fairly easy schedule. They've got Washington State and they've got Washington. That's it. That's the only two teams that they're playing right now that are actually ranked at the moment. The rest of them are basic, winnable, easy games. So the one game that you have to look out for is Washington. So they will, they should definitely be coming out of the south side of the or of the Pac-12, um, and they should just run that conference. They should, and you know it. And I'm writing it down right now. I'm telling you, this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna run the Pac-12. Um, so my prediction for the Pac-12 at the end of the year is going to be Oregon versus Utah in the Pac-12 championship, and Utah's going to be taking the trophy home. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. What's hot your, take. <laughs> hot take. What's your thoughts on USC? No, they're going to lose their head coach. Yeah, I, I gave mean, him I four, so games. four games. Four in? games in? Four games in, he's getting fired? Yep, okay. four games. Heard it here first, too. Hot take. Yeah, another hot take. <laughs> Look at this. All right. He's going to get fired about four games in. I predicted them to win their last game of the season, and guess what? They did. <laughs> they did. I predicted it. Yeah, they did. Do you not? No, it wasn't the last game. It was the It was the same day as we went to Tuscaloosa. I predicted USC would be – I forgot who they were playing. But I predicted it early in the season. Y'all thought I, you thought I was crazy. <laughs> but they won. And I rubbed it in his face literally all night long. I didn't care. We beat Georgia. <laughs> but, okay, another hot take. Kevin Sumlin's getting fired this season, too. Kevin Sumlin? Yup. It's his first year, though, isn't it? Second year. Is his second year? He's getting fired. They just lost to Hawaii. What team? Who did you say they were going to beat? I don't remember. I thought you said they were going to beat Notre Dame and they That's lost. I... They lost. <laughs> that was the last game. So who did you say they were going to beat? I can't remember. What what date did we go to? I don't remember. But no, it's uh, it was probably Washington State then that you said they were gonna win because they won that game. That was the game they won. Maybe I don't know. It was one of those. We'll have to we'll have to check the tape and we'll get back with you. But <laughs> I predicted USC would win one game that he thought I was crazy, and they ended up doing it. Okay. Well, you can keep talking now because we're gonna do the ACC. <laughs> so Courtney, give us the uh, outlook on the ACC this year. So, we all know the one team that won the national championship out of the ACC, and that was Clemson. 
Um, I've got standings up here from last year for uh, the ACC teams. Uh, you got Clemson winning eight games, obviously. Syracuse behind them with six games. North Carolina State winning five games, losing three. Boston College winning four, losing four. Wake Forest winning three, losing five. Florida State winning three and losing five. And then last in the Atlantic of the ACC, Louisville winning zero. They were awful. And losing eight. <laughs> um, then in the Coastal, you have Pittsburgh up at the top of Coastal with winning six games and losing two. Georgia Tech winning five games, losing three. Virginia winning four and losing four. Also, Miami in that category, winning four, losing four. Virginia Tech winning four, losing four. Duke winning three, losing five. And then last, North Carolina Tar Heels winning one game and losing seven. Um, so looking at the week one schedules of uh, teams in the ACC, of course, we had Miami losing to Florida 20-24. to 24. Um, The... Georgia Tech is playing Clemson, so we all know who's going to win that game. We have um, Wake Forest playing Utah State Aggies. Um, those are all, so Thursday night is the Clemson and Georgia Tech game. And then Friday night is the Utah State and Wake Forest game. Saturday games, you have the North Carolina State playing East Carolina and then you have South Carolina and North Carolina. And then you have um, Boston College and Virginia Tech, Syracuse and Liberty, Florida State and Boise State, and then Virginia and Pittsburgh. And then you have Notre Dame and Louisville. So, question for you guys. Do you think Florida State's going to be good this year? Mm. Not really. <laughs> You don't see them rising out of the ashes? No, not, not this year. really. Not no. this year? I was just trying Jimbo to Jimbo destroyed them. Completely By destroyed leaving. them. Well, he just destroyed them. I mean, the reason they're bad is because of him. Because of how he left Florida State. Like, he, like, he did terrible there. At Like, towards the end. Yeah. And because of that, they're like... They're in a really bad spot right Willie now. Taggart inherited, like, a complete mess... And it's gonna it's gonna take a while to rebuild that. And Willie Tackle will probably get fired next year. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Not his fault either. Though. Not his fault because Jimbo Fisher <laughs> screwed him over and destroyed really that spot. program before he left. So watch out, Texas A&M. That could happen to you. Yep. Yeah. So I want to take a second and talk about Clemson because they are in the talks of being in the championship again this year. Um, they so Clemson and their defense they took a huge loss. Um, they lost their defensive front. So they're going to replace um, them with new guys. So we'll see how the defensive line at Clemson looks this year. But they do have most of their secondary coming back, so that's good. And then they have their big-shot quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, coming back. He's fresh from the Manning uh, quarterback camp. I saw on the news somewhere that he was in the, a part of that. And uh, Peyton Manning was coaching him up, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so last year, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, first year, th threw over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Um, so look for him to be dominant in Clemson's offense this year. So um, 
I know we're going to get to this later, but I think Trevor Lawrence could be pop, very much well be in the Heisman talks this year. So uh, watch out for him. And that's all I got for the ACC. It's really just Clemson's going to win the ACC, everybody. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. just how it's Let's just be. be real. That's why, uh, yeah. So. Okay, ACC question. Who's going to end up winning more games? Or who's going to end up losing more games by the end of the year? Miami or Florida? Probably Miami. You think so? Have you looked at their schedule? I haven't. It's a week. It's a week? Who week. They okay, give me, give me the schedule. All right. It'll pull up. And I'll pull up Florida's schedule All so right. we can compare here. Well, Florida's got LSU, so... Florida's got LSU that's and Georgia and, and Georgia Auburn. And Auburn, yeah. So that's. All right. So all in all, Miami's toughest game with Florida, and if. So they don't play Clemson. They do not play Clemson. So their second toughest game on the year is either going to be North Carolina, Virginia, or Virginia Tech. After that, they play a bunch of patty cakes. Who else they got? Who else is on their schedule? They've got North Carolina, some random team that I don't know, Central Michigan, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Louisville, FIU, and Duke. Man. Bunch of patty cakes. So, if I want to chalk up losses of what I think Auburn will lose, I think they will. Florida? Yeah, Florida. I'm sorry, not Auburn. Florida. Then I think Florida will lose. I think they'll lose to Auburn. I think they'll lose to South Carolina. So, that's already two. They'll lose to Georgia, and then they'll lose to uh, LSU. So that's already four. So can you count up at least three more losses for Miami throughout the year? Uh, I don't know. Because you don't I think – Because, like, can. there's no way that, they're, like, they're going to run the table. I don't think they'll know? run – they won't run the table. I don't think so. They'll have a slip-up somewhere around here. So who here. wins that division? Um, <laughs> I don't want to say Miami, but – I I don't know. Because... Florida's got a lot of tough games ahead of them. Now. So, North Carolina plays Clemson. Then Virginia. They don't play Clemson this year, so... I mean, Pitt won it last year. Do you think they repeat? No, I don't think Pitt will repeat. I mean, like, dude, like, the Coastal is just such in bad shape now, man. It is. It really I agree. is. No, yeah. Um, cause like there's no, they don't have a single team in the top 25. No. And that's why, that's Duke why Miami's is schedule is so patty cake. Duke is about to get destroyed by Bama. Okay. Georgia Tech has a new coach. North Carolina has a new coach. There's Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami. Miami has a new coach. They just got <laughs> beat by Florida. They have a weak offensive line. And I'm about to do the big 10 and like. There, there are two divisions that are little like legit up in the air. Yeah. First one is the ACC Coastal, okay, uh, and then the other one is the West Division in the Big Ten. Like completely yeah. and utterly up for grabs. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. And it's always that. been like that too. So, oh, uh, I'll just go ahead and get started with the Big Ten. Um, so there's really gonna be two teams that if the if the Big Ten is gonna make the playoff. There's only two teams that's going to be able to make it probably this year. That's Michigan and Ohio State. Um, Ohio State, Urban Meyer left, so Ryan Day is now the new head coach. Um, he did a decent job in his in Urban Meyer's absence last year. 
Of course, they didn't play anybody at the beginning of the year whenever he was head coach, so there's that. Michigan has a good bit of guys returning on offense. They're also changing up the offense to kind of go to a more spread uh, so they can score some points. Um, and uh, on defense, like their defense is always really solid, uh, which is one of the best, going to be one of the best units in the team. But they do have to replace their linebacker, Devin Bush, um, cornerback David Long, and defensive ends uh, Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich. Uh, Rashawn Gary got hurt a lot last year, so I don't know really how much you'll miss him. You'll probably miss uh, Chase Winovich more because of how much he hustled and really played hard. But, I mean, dude, Don Brown is a really good defensive-minded coach, so their defense is going to be really good. The talent level still isn't at the standard of Ohio State, so like they're going to have to make some big plays there at the end of the year. And they're going to have to rely on coaching this year. They're going to have to rely on that, and they're going to have to rely on Shea Patterson balling out this year in yeah. a more spread offense that he's more used to and hope that he can take them places. Because, I mean, they have a lot of uh, receivers coming back. They have, uh, I mean, their offense should be one of the top offenses in the Big Ten. Um, their offensive line has improved. Um, and, I mean, they're receiving, but they have a really deep receiving core. So, yeah. match that with Shea Patterson. They should have a good offense having to spread the ball out. Then you got, of course, Ohio State um, having the Georgia transfer quarterback, Justin Fields, named the starter. We'll see how he can actually throw the ball because he didn't throw it like a single time at Georgia last year. Um, uh, but they do have one of the best receiving corps coming back and running back J.K. Dobbins. Um, they – were really kind of underachieving on defense last year. It was really kind of a joke for them. But they're hoping that with uh, co-defensive coordinators and Jeff Halfley and Greg Madison um, that it'll improve. I just don't like the idea of co-defensive coordinators no, that's at all. A joke. It is kind of a joke. Uh, first mistake by uh, Ryan Day there. Um, to kind of finish out the East, you have Penn State and Michigan State who's both kind of in the same spot and kind of in the toss-up there. Penn State has to replace Trace McSorley at their quarterback. But they do have six uh, starters returning on defense, which should really kind of be um, the foundation of their team. Um, and then uh, Michigan State has a really good defense, but they literally have nothing on offense, and they're hoping that their quarterback can maybe do something for them. They have to do something, otherwise they're just going to be just as bad as last year. Um, and then, uh, of course, the last bit is going to be a toss-up between Maryland and Indiana. And then, of course, you know, Rutgers is going to be at last place because they're bad. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the West Division, which is just as interesting as the Coastal and the ACC because we've got a lot of teams that could compete. I mean, you got Nebraska, second year with Scott Frost, have a quarterback. They really improved at the end of last year. They're ranked for some reason in the top 25 preseason. I don't understand why. Um, you got Iowa, who was always in the talk at the end of the year. Wisconsin, who's kind of been the class of the division. Northwestern, who won it last year. Minnesota, who's improving um, with uh, – what's their coach's name? Um, uh, what is his name? You said Minnesota? Yeah. P.J. Fleck. Yep. That's right, P.J. Fleck. Um, so he's coming back. And then you got Purdue, who's going to have a really good offense and a name you need to keep listening for, Rondell Moore, Stud. one of the best receivers Stud. in the game. Okay, watch out for him. Just sleeper Heisman talk for him, okay? And then you got Illinois, who will probably be last. But, I mean, you know, one through six there, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Purdue, any of those teams could win this division. I mean, any of them. Um, 
So it's really just a toss-up there, so who knows what's going to happen. But if the Big Ten is going to win or get into the playoff, Michigan or Ohio State has to win it. Yeah. And I think it's Michigan's year. Yeah. I really do. Um, so I'm previewing or projecting projecting Michigan winning the Big Ten finally and finally beating Ohio State because if you're, this is going to be if there's going to be any year to do it, it's going to be this year. They have them in Ann Arbor, and Urban Meyer isn't on the on the sideline. It's a new guy, so yeah. Jim Harbaugh, you have to get it done this year. So, um, yeah, that's the Big Ten, and it's going to be real interesting to see what happens on the other side. It's going to be really interesting. Not, lots of nonsense. You probably could have like a three, four lost team in the championship game for for the West. Because wasn't Northwestern in it last year for them? Yeah, they won it last year. Yeah, they played Ohio State in the championship. Did you hear Harbaugh's comments on the SEC? Uh-uh. He said something like he can't keep up with the cheaters uh, in the SEC. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just whatever. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Um, so, yeah, that is the uh, Big Ten, and now we're going to get to the Big 12, which – you could say is a three-team league this year. You usually hear it's a two-team league. Um, of course, there is, um, you know, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. They have Jalen Hurts this year. He's there. But the thing for Jalen Hurts, they have four offensive linemen they have to replace. Mm. Hate that. Four offensive linemen. They do have a lot of weapons outside. But like that. I've been saying, man, games are won in the trenches. You lose and have to replace four offensive linemen no matter what. That's going to be hard, even though the Big 12 doesn't really know what defense is. Still, <laughs> this is going to be kind of hard. And we still really don't know how well of a passer Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. He did pretty good in mop-up duty at Bama he saw some this past year. He saw improvements, but now it's going to be all on him in an air raid-style offense with Lincoln Riley. And, I mean, Lincoln Riley has had really good success with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. It's Jalen Hurts' time. We'll see what he what he's made of. I mean, we really will. Um, then you got Texas, who's another big name that a lot of people are saying to watch out for the playoff. Sam Ellinger is back. He's a junior this year. The thing with them is they have to place a lot of talent on defense from a year ago. Um, they have LSU the second week of the season. Um, they got some big games, so that's the other team to look out for. Um the third team to watch out for, and one of my sleepers this year, Iowa State. Oh my okay, God. now listen, listen, let me just pull it up for you, okay? They have a lot returning this year, okay? One of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the uh, Big 12 this year. If I can find where I had everything bookmarked. Um, it's kind of easy to be the best defense in the Big 12, though. Still, it's, it's impressive, okay? Uh, Matt Campbell is our coach, who I love, by the way. I think he's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, they have a really good defense with a sophomore quarterback and Brock Purdy coming back. Um, they have to replace two of their top skill players in their running back and receiver. Um, but, you know, they're still going to be really good, so watch out for them. I had more on them, but I'll get back to them. And then you kind of get down to everybody else of Oklahoma State, uh, TCU, which I've seen some people say watch out on them. I'm not entirely sure. Of course, Kansas State, um, you know, those guys. And then, of course, there's Kansas, which will be kind of uh, not really sure what you got with Les Miles being there for the first year. They have a lot of talent that they have to replace. Um, 
so there's that. There's Texas Tech, which has a new coach this year. West Virginia, who has to replace a lot. They might only win five games um, after a big kind of – like they lost a lot um, this year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really down to three teams. It's down to Oklahoma. It's down to um, Texas and um, Iowa State. Uh, if I can find where I had my info here. Hmm. Is Texas going to be one of your sleepers again this year? No. I'm not on Texas this year. Why are you not on Texas? Just because they play LSU? No, like, they just have to replace a lot on defense. Yeah. I mean, so, like, a lot of people are on Texas now because of what they did to Georgia in the bowl game. Yeah. And, yes, they, they destroyed Georgia, but two things. One, how freaking motivated was Georgia to play that game after they just, like, fell apart against Alabama? Yeah, you could tell they weren't motivated. You can tell they weren't into it. And then also, like, Texas had a good defense last year. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys on defense. And so you're telling me that they're going to be able to do that, okay, and, and still compete for a championship, which, I mean, they might, but I'm not as high on them as I was last year. Um, and, I mean, like, for them, I think, and for the Big 12 in general, I think Texas has to win the game against LSU. Yeah. Um, I think they have to. Yeah, I agree. Because... Other than that, man, like I don't know, like what else, what else is there for them? Um, if I can find their crap, man, jeez. I think this is going to be an interesting year for the playoffs, though, because I think you really could see either multiple teams in the same division or or the same conference, sorry, or a couple uh, two lost teams, because you don't know what you're going to have with. Texas, you don't know what you're going to have with Oklahoma, you don't know what you're going to get out of Michigan or Ohio State, and then you also don't know what's going to come out of the Pac-12 with between Oregon, Washington, no, I'm taking Washington off that, between Oregon and Utah. So you take all those teams, and then you still have to sprinkle in the SEC teams, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. And then you obviously have Clemson, too. So it's going to be interesting to see this year because I think you could see a mix-up happen. Yeah, so um, my team to watch out for, Iowa State. Um, I cannot find the information I had on them. I don't know where it went. It's just gone. But um, they So they uh, don't play uh, Oklahoma or Texas until November. So they could be coming into November 7-0, and 6-0. Um, let me pull up their schedule for you real quick. Iowa State football schedule. Um, so uh, they play Iowa um, the second week of the year. So that's going to be a big game for them. If they win that game, watch out. Because after Iowa State, they play Louisiana Monroe. They go yeah. on the road to Baylor. Then they have TCU at home, West Virginia on the road, which West Virginia is going to be really down this year. They lost a lot of players. Um, then they'll be at Texas Tech. Um, and then they'll be at home against Oklahoma State. And then this is where uh, it gets real hard right here. Um, they go on the road to Oklahoma, and they have Texas at home. 
um, back-to-back weeks. And then after that, then they finish off with at home against Kansas and on the road against Kansas State. Um, so they get past Iowa. I mean, I don't see a loss for them until, you know, maybe Oklahoma State could be a trip up before they go on the road to Norman to Oklahoma. Yeah. But, I mean, if they can win, if they can go – one and one in the stretch of Oklahoma, Texas, they'll be in the Big Twelve Championship game with a chance with playoff berth possibly being a one loss team in that game. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna predict that it's not gonna be Texas, Oklahoma in the championship game in the Big Ten or Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Texas or Oklahoma against Iowa State. Okay. And then I can the see winner, that. and then possibly winner of that go to the playoff. Um, possibly. Um, so that that's my uh, that's my take because because I think I think Iowa State will beat one of the two, and then of course you know Texas and Oklahoma will kind of beat up on each other when they play each other um, in the Red River Shootout. And Texas, if they don't beat LSU, like they have to win out. So yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's all I got for the Big Twelve. Um, so next we'll just go on some Heisman talk and some predictions on that. So um, what's your top three? Of, of the Heisman this year. Okay, it's really probably... We already know who the top two are, okay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we already know it's going to be Tua and Trevor Lawrence. So who is the third guy we're thinking? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? That's Justin a good choice. Herbert. That's a good choice. That's who I would go with. Um, I'm going to have to go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow? I okay. I think, I think he's going to... I think he's going to very much improve this year. Um, and I think he's going to be, in the, I think he's going to be in the talks and I think he's going to end up making it into the Heisman list. Listen, if Joe Burrow is top three, LSU is going to the playoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If, if he's top three, that means this offense is legit and is scoring points like crazy yeah. and LSU is in the playoff. They would have to be. No doubt. So that gets me, I didn't even have anything to do with that. So, um. <laughs> Some guys to look out for, Rondell Moore. I think stud. he's going to be really good. He is a stud. He's so good. He's amazing. Um, he's somebody to look out for. Of course, there's Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, um, Ellinger from Texas. Jalen. Hur- there's been people saying Jalen Hurts. I don't think he'll get in the highest okay, talk this Okay, question. Year. If Jalen Hurts can mirror or have like a little less of the same stat numbers that Kyler Murray had last year, do you think he could win the Heisman? No. See, I don't either. I don't think they would allow, like, three straight Oklahoma quarterbacks. Well, I just think, like, so there's this uh, stat that um, whoever opened as the favorite of the Heisman has never won it. Uh-huh. Who's the – here, let me look up who the favorite is. So, like, Trevor. if the favorite is either Trevor or Tua, then odds yeah. are saying they're not going to yeah, win. no, I agree. Heisman I mean, they're, me and Cameron were just watching a – show called Thinking Out Loud earlier on TV and they were saying they were saying a um a prediction is Clemson and Alabama will play each other again this year and I don't think that's gonna happen to so Tua honest. is actually the favorite Tua's the, the favorite what? yeah so uh Tua is at uh plus 250 odds Trevor Lawrence is at plus 275 the next guy is Justin Fields for whatever reason what? I don't understand he's at plus 100 Jalen Hurts at a thousand. Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. What? At plus eleven hundred. Jake Fromm, Sam Ellinger, Jonathan Taylor, J- 
Justin Herbert, Shea Patterson, Najee Harris. Why is Najee Harris on this list? Because he's a stud. Uh, he's Harris a freaking baller. Awesome. Yeah, no. He's a freaking baller, Kane. I, I predicted last week that he would be in the Heisman talk at least. Freaking baller, Kane. At no, least. listen. If, if Tua is going to be in the Heisman race and be top, then Najee Harris isn't going to be there. Top okay? three. Because you're going to be poss- passing Top three the ball Heisman right candidates right now. Tua, Najee Harris, and Jerry Judy. Right there. You're, you heard it here really first. They're big. all going that's to New the, York. Like, that's the most Homer take you could possibly say. <laughs> Hot take right there. Hot take. Rondell Moore. Hey, listen. If you're a betting guy, Rondell Moore at plus 5,000 right now. I've hey, got a sleeper for just you. Just put $5 on it. Zach Moss running back from Utah. Sleeper. Okay. They're going to run his whole their whole offense through him. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, so that's the odds, Tua. Uh, who's my third guy? Um... If Michigan's going to win the Big Ten, then I think Shea Patterson, because he has to be great. And everybody loves to hype up. The media loves to hype up somebody from the Big Ten if there's somebody really good. You mean you saw it with Dwayne Haskins um, and, uh, what is it, R.J. Barrett? Was that that his name? Yeah. Wait, no. No, J.T. Barrett. J.T. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was the basketball player. Yeah. Uh, So T.J. Barrett, um, you know, Cardell Thomas. Cardell Jones, Jones. I'm getting names mixed up. So I think if if Michigan has a really good year, then I think um, that Shea Patterson will probably be your third guy in New York. So sleepers for the college football playoff and overrated teams that you think people are hyping up that you think don't even have a chance. And uh, Mason, you want to keep track of these as our whiteboard over here? That way uh, we can come back to this at the end of the season? Yep, I will write it down. So, Courtney, who are your sleeper teams for the playoff this year? I have to say one of my, my one of my sleeper teams that's going to make into the playoffs this year is probably going to be Oregon. Oregon. I did research on them uh, earlier today, and you're going to see why later. But I think Oregon's I think Oregon's got what it takes. I've read up on them, and their offense is supposed to be really good. Their defense is going to be really good. So I I see Oregon climbing their way up, and I see them going into the college football playoffs. Will they win it? I'm not so sure. But I think they'll make it. Oregon Ducks. Let's go. I hate that you said Oregon because my sleeper is Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Any other sleepers for you? Um, Just besides the big teams that we've said, no. I think Oregon's probably going to be my only sleeper team this year. I think think Oregon's going to do really well. I did research on them, and you're going to see why. I think they're going to beat Auburn. Oh. Okay. So. All right. Mason, sleepers. All right. Sleepers, I've been saying it the entire podcast, and I'm going to say it again. Utah is my sleeper, and I will ride and die with them this year. So that's my first one. And my second one, Purdue. What? I've been fanboying over Rondell Moore the entire podcast again. They're another sleeper. That's my two. Uh. Okay, you've been giving me... They're called sleepers you, for a reason. You have been giving me crap about Texas last year and South Carolina. You're going to come out here and you're going to say sleeper for the playoff is going to be freaking oh, We're Purdue. talking about playoff? I'm talking about playoffs. Okay. Well, no. Okay, I was and about to say you were going to... I thought we were, were just talking about sleepers. No, sleepers, better see, than they see, have. See, sleepers for the playoff. Okay, sleepers for the playoff then. Let me pivot. <laughs> I was not ready for that question. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I want to say Texas, but I'm not giving you that 
the edge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go with Michigan. Okay. I can see Michigan. Yeah. Do y'all see Notre Dame making it again? I haven't even thought about Notre Dame. I haven't at thought all, about honestly. Notre Dame. That's why Notre Dame's kind of a up. forgotten team. Uh. That's why I brought it up. I don't know, man. I just don't like Notre Dame. In I hate general. Notre Dame. So let's look at their schedule. Who they got? So they play Georgia this year at Georgia. They play at Michigan. They play at Stanford. Michigan's a tough place to play. So, oh I don't think they will, because I think they'll have two losses yeah. at Georgia, and then they'll lose at Michigan. So, I don't think Notre Dame will get in. Because in order for Notre Dame to get in, like they have to go undefeated. They have to, because they don't have a conference. Yeah, they're not in a conference. And they really don't have that tough a schedule. And so, if they lose like one of the games against either Georgia or Michigan, like... Season's over. Yeah. How about Central Florida? We haven't talked no. about them very much. No. Uh, no. All right, move <laughs> on. They are not allowed on this podcast. <laughs> Mason has forbidden UCF to be Get on the out podcast. Of here. Not on this podcast, UCF. <laughs> With their fake championship rings. <laughs> and their fake parade. Uh, any other sleepers for the playoff? So you have Utah and Michigan, um, Michigan as your sleepers. Yep. Overrated. Who's overrated? Ohio State. I will yell that for as, as loud as I can. Ohio State's always been overrated. They're super overrated this year. Anybody else? Um, Texas. Texas? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, sleepers, We you, are, you have one of mine, which is Utah. <gasps> I think Utah will be really, really good this year. Um, and I'm about to read you why. If I can pull up here. Um, so, a schedule that's not hard, of course. Yep. Um, manageable enough for them to go undefeated until November. They get their quarterback back, Tyler Huntley, who broke his collarbone last year. Um, and pretty much the personnel around the offense will be similar or familiar. Defense, one of the best units in the Pac-12. Um... The running back was hurt last year, too, for the last five games. So, Zach Moss is back. Um, let's see. They have a lot of guys that came back for their senior year that could have bolted to the NFL. Um, like their lineman, Lakee Fotu, who was first-team all Pac-12. Bradley Anne, Anne led the conference with eight sacks and a first-round pick and Jason Johnson. Um, and a lot more to help them out. So um, they don't have to play Oregon nope. or Stanford in the regular season. And so you got an easy we're schedule. taking advantage of a weak division because UCLA and USC are nowhere to be found. Watch out for Utah. So if, I, think, I think them and Oregon will be playing in the Pac-12 championship for possibly the rights to get to the playoff. Yeah, I can see them. See him getting one of those hot um, spots. So, yeah, Utah's one of them. And then my other one, Iowa State. <laughs> okay? So, to um, the playoffs? To, they're my sleeper for the playoffs. Man. They're my sleeper. I'm not projecting him yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, yeah, watch out for Iowa State. They have a lot returning. Um, they have one of the sturdiest coach QB combos, Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy. Um they have TCU and Oklahoma State at home, avoiding two really hard road trips. And then they don't play Texas or Oklahoma until November. Um, they play Baylor September 28th. 
Um, so watch out for them, man. They could really creep into that playoff uh, hunt uh, in November, but it could easily die real quick in two weeks as they lose both of those games. Yep. So that's my sleeper <laughs> team. Overrated teams, obviously Florida. They have been completely yeah, overrated. Um, and then, I mean, I guess you could say Ohio State. I mean, they'll be in the they'll be in the talk though until the end probably. Yeah. So, all right. So now we're down to our college football predictions. So we're gonna give our top four. It doesn't have to be in any particular order. And then we're gonna give our last two out. Okay. Now before we start that, I'll go ahead and just ask the question. Does the Pac-12 get a team in this year? Uh, yes. Yes. Mason's saying yes. Utah for you right. You're writing this down. Write yeah. it down. Keep. Right. We got. We got to have to write all this down. Okay. Mason says yes. Utah. Courtney, do you think a Pac-12 team will make the playoff? Mm, come back to me. Come back to you. Um, I'm still thinking. What conference do you think gets left out? Um, you think the Big Ten gets left out again? Oh, I would say yes because I don't see Oklahoma losing this year. Big Ten. Yes, Big Ten. I'm sorry. Yeah, so you don't I see, see o- I see Big Ten getting left out. You see Big Ten getting left out because you don't think Oklahoma will lose. Yes, correct. Okay. So you think okay. So I think because I think Michigan will win that conference. Um. Gosh, but that's – them winning that conference means that they're going to beat Ohio State. And if they be, they win that conference, then they'll probably get in. Okay, so let's just go ahead and give, get your predictions in then, Mason. What, what's oh your top four? Oh, my gosh. All right, top four, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Utah. Last two out, Michigan and Georgia. You got that written down? Yeah, I got it written down. Oh, my sleeper team, Oregon, is in the Pac-12. Yeah, they are. All right, Courtney, what's your top four? Who's in the playoff this year? Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. I'm just going to be bold, Oregon. Oregon, okay. (laughs) And the last two out, Ohio State, Michigan. Okay. Uh, So my top four is going to be this. Bold predictions here. Alabama, Clemson, LSU three, so two West Division teams are in, and then my fourth, okay, is going to be Utah. So I think Big 12 doesn't make it, I don't think Big 10 makes it again, last two out are going to be Michigan, because they'll probably slip up somewhere before Ohio State. Um, and then um, one of the three of Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State. I want to say Iowa State would be six. I'll go Texas six. I don't think Oklahoma will be six. I'll, I'll go ahead and just put Texas. All right, but tell watch me out. four again. So I got Alabama, Clemson, LSU, and Utah. And your first two out? First two out uh, at five is going to be Michigan. Six, I'm going Texas. All right. But it could swap out with Iowa State. Those are my two at six. If I had to put it. It'll be one of those two. I don't think – I don't. I know I only get one, <laughs> so that's why I'm putting Texas, but I don't think Oklahoma will be there. I think it will be either Texas or Iowa State because I think those two will play in the championship, 
And the winner of that, of course, will be six. So we all have so we Michigan all have a team as one of our first two. Yeah, we all have Michigan on the outside looking in. We all have a Pac-12 team finally getting back to the playoff. Um, we all are high on Oklahoma. I still Why? like Oklahoma. Why? Just because of Lincoln Riley. Like, really, that's it. What about their defense? Well, their defense what is about always their shaky. Off, what about their offensive line? Yeah, I mean, that's One true. returner back on offensive line. But, it's, I mean, like, it's, just, it's really just Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's, just, it's, it's really just Lincoln Oklahoma. Riley. Like, that's really just it. It's Lincoln Riley. Dude's a wizard on offense. And you can't tell me that's a lie. I'm not saying it's a lie. I'm just saying... It's you had to like and, you had to replace four offensive well, he, linemen. You have a new quarterback coming in that you're not entirely sure on how well he's going to fit in that system, yeah. and you have a terrible it, defense well, that can't bail you here's out. Here's my thing: they have a weak schedule like they always do, and it's just really Texas. Like they play Texas, and I don't trust Texas. So they, if they beat Texas, they'll run the table, and then have a question question mark with Ohio or Iowa State, and that's really about it. So it, it's really just Texas, I'm telling you. And Oklahoma got in last year with a crappy defense. Yeah, so. see? Yeah, but you had Kyler Murray. Which yeah, but. Which we thought more of than Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah. What did Kyler do in the SEC? Kyler Nothing. didn't get to play in the SEC. Yeah, he played at Texas A&M. He barely. Listen, that was under he, Kevin Semler. He got he destroyed. Wasn't even the, he got he, destroyed. No, he didn't get destroyed because the other guys started more games than him. Because he got destroyed. No. Yes, he started the season. Look it up. It's freaking a and okay? Listen. <laughs> but that's my point. He couldn't survive in the SEC. He had to transfer. All right, so Look. you're going to compare <laughs> Jalen Hurts to Kyler Murray. No, I'm not comparing Jalen Hurts to Kyler Murray. what are we doing? I'm just saying that they're not crazy. It's not – I'm trying to word this. Because, like, listen, we all know Jalen Hurts can run. Yeah. And get out of the pocket, and like he's really hard to tackle. That's what he was really good at at Bama. His question is throwing the football. No, no, yeah, I agree. Like comparable, like Kyler has a way better arm and accuracy throwing the ball than Jalen Hurst does. But I'm saying running the ball, they're not going to be too much different because Kyler Murray is obviously ridiculously faster and quicker, but Jalen Hurts is going to run through people and still get to the position that he needs to be in. So I'm thinking. So I'm saying, like, going from Kyler Murray to Jalen Hurts isn't as big of a drop off as people are gonna, as people think it's gonna be. Now, I'm not saying that Jalen is as good at, or better than Kyler. I'm just saying that the drop off isn't as big. All right, if you say so. I'm just, I'm just. Hey, you were off on Oklahoma last year too. I was. You're right. I just don't Your like Texas. Oklahoma. I just don't like. Craziness. Listen, Texas freaking beat Oklahoma in the Big Twelve in the yeah, River Shootout. Okay, get out of here. Okay, I was right most of the time. Okay. <laughs> So, um, South Carolina. That's our predictions. You have them written down? Yeah. I got them all? Yep. Okay, cool. So, uh, now we get to pick them. We have one, two, three, four, five. We have six games to pick from. Uh, we only picked one last week, so of course, <laughs> Courtney and Mason are both 1 0. I am 0 1 to start off with. But hey, it's how you finish, <laughs> not how you start, okay? So. We have two gimmies to start off with. Uh, Alabama against Duke, which isn't even a game. That's a tough so one. So, Bama's really going to win. <laughs> Alabama's going to win by, like, four touchdowns at least. Probably more. Yeah. So, go ahead and mark it down there, Mason. You're going to be my note taker now. I'm going to have to start bringing my notebook. Yeah, you are. <clears throat> so, we're all in agreement that Bama is going to win. And then we're all going to be in agreement that LSU is going to beat Georgia Southern. So, that's another one, right? 
Anybody else going to take a hot take? Mason? What, you want me to hot take that LSU is going to lose to Georgia Southern? <laughs> it, wouldn't surpri- it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. <laughs> I'm not stupid. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so we got those two gimmies, and now we got some really uh, tough ones. Um, we got Auburn against Oregon. Both huge games for both teams. Courtney, what you think? And Oregon. Courtney's got Oregon. Oregon is going to win. Courtney is going Team Nike, the quack attack. The quack attack. Let's go. Mace. Not just because I don't like Auburn. I think Oregon. I think Oregon. From what I've re- been reading about them, they have the potential to be really, really good. So, Oregon. And okay. Auburn has to has Bonix fresh red like straight freshman quarterback starting. They have to replace all their linebackers. Yeah. What you got, Mason? Oregon right. or Auburn? I am actually going with Auburn. Okay. Okay, so I'm going with Auburn because of the defense. Does and that the not fact hurt that... your thoughts on the Pac-12, though? Huh. No? I've got Utah. I mean, they still have to have a marquee win with Oregon, though, to yes. really get in, though. No, we're good. Okay. Um, so, but here's my thing. So, I think it's going to be a really good game, but the thing about Oregon right now is they've got a couple injuries at wide receiver. So, I think that with Auburn's defense comparing to Oregon's defense, that um, Auburn's defense is going to be able to stand up a little bit, at least, to Oregon's offense and kind of give way for Auburn's offense to kind of make a run. So I'm going with Auburn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon as well with Courtney. Um, I think Justin Herbert is going to be a top-five pick this year in the draft. Um, he is really good, and the offensive line has gotten a lot better. Their defense has been solid. Like they're, this is the year for them. Yeah, to really. Yeah, they really they predicted beat. Justin Herbert to be number one pick last year. Yeah, I mean, he, he if, gave that up to play at Oregon again. Yeah, if he would have gone out to the, if he would have left for the draft this past year, he would have probably been the number one pick. Oh no, I agree. So, and I like I could easily see Oregon winning the game, but I think because of their injuries, that Auburn kind of has an edge right now, but. My only thing it's with just, that is that man, like you're gonna, you're so you're basically gonna be going uh, top five draft pick quarterback against a true freshman quarterback that nobody knows anything about. Yeah, I guess so. And <laughs> I mean, that, that's basically what so, you're picking against. So like, yes, Auburn's defense might be a little bit better than, or might be better than Oregon's defense, but Oregon's defense isn't going against Auburn's defense. Oregon's yeah. defense is going against a true freshman quarterback with. The top two receiver, like the top two receivers from last year, being gone. Um, now you do have all the offensive line coming back for Auburn. You do have the running back coming back, but you have a true freshman quarterback starting yeah. in a big game. Um, and then you have Oregon's offense, which does have some injuries at wide receiver, but you have a top five draft pick and Tyler Herbert, who is going to be able to get the ball to who he needs to get the ball you to. You have a lot of people in that offense returning too. Yeah, you have a lot of people in the offense. The offensive line has gotten better. I mean, their coach was the offensive line coach at Bama for a long time, right? Like, yeah. that's his specialty is the offensive line. So, And I would love to see Oregon win, like, really would. I think, I I think just... they'll win. So, like, I think that Oregon and Utah will both be undefeated in the Pac-12 championship game, and winner goes to the playoff. Shout out to Utah again. Um, so, I think Oregon will win that game. Um, next is Ole Miss and Memphis. <laughs> this is a game Ole Miss has to win to get to a bowl game. Uh, <laughs> what what you think? What you thinking? Mason's over here laughing. I think Memphis is going to win. Yeah, so we're just completely got... blank and honest. I'm going with Memphis. We're going clean, sweet with Memphis. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
next we got the Battle of the Carolinas. We got South Carolina against North Carolina. I really don't know what to think of North Carolina. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know. I'm going South Carolina. They, they, they're my team this year, so. They're last in their division in the ACC, so yeah. I'm going to They go got South a new coach. Carolina. We don't know how well Mac Brown is going to do first yeah. year. You would think they'd be a little bit better, but you don't know what they got. So, I'm going South Carolina. Courtney's going South, South Carolina. Carolina. Mason's going South Carolina. Yep. Clean sweep there. And the last, I thought this was interesting. There wasn't a lot of, like, real intriguing matchups week one. Which is kind of disappointing. What's happened to our week one? I don't know. But we have Boise State and Florida State, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, Who y'all got? Boise. Wait, where's the game at? Uh, Let me look. I'll I'll look real quick. What do we know about Boise State? I don't know anything about Boise State. I just know they're Boise State, so like... They're kind of iffy. Know nothing about them. They're iffy every season. (laughs) <laughs> they were big. They were big there like a few years ago, and now they're just iffy. It depends. Let's see if I can get it pulled up here. Um, it is at Florida State, I think. <laughs> it's in Jacksonville, so it's so it's a neutral site, but it's in Florida. I'm still going with Boise. You're going Boise. Yeah. Courtney. She's thinking. <laughs> She's thinking. She's thinking still. I think I'm going to be bold, Florida State. She's going Florida State. I'm going to go Florida State, too. I was hoping you'd both pick Boise State, but whatever. Hey, I'm getting bold just like you. <laughs> So the only things that we disagree on, Courtney and I both have Oregon, Mason has Auburn, and then Mason has Boise State, and Courtney and I both have Florida State. Correct. Yes. So, all right, well, um, that's all we have this week. Successful podcast. Podcast on the rise. We're on the rise. Thanks again to Zach Davis on the logo. Shout out to Venerate Imagery. If you need pictures done, videos done. Um, graphics made, anything like that, he's your guy. So go ahead and hit hit him up on Facebook, Venerate Imagery, Zach Davis. Give him a shout. He does a really good job. He wants to make sure you love what you get. Uh, if you're not happy with it, uh, he'll, he'll try and do whatever it takes to make you happy. So hit him up if you need any family pictures done, um, if you need a wedding recorded, or you just uh, need you know anything recorded, or just need any kind of images, whether it be... Um, kind of like senior pictures or family portraits or anything like that or if you need you know a new graphic for say a podcast or for um i don't know i don't know what else do people need graphics for um t-shirt t-shirts i mean i mean anything anything to do with that give him a shout he uh you'll love working with him and he's an awesome dude so thanks again zach for that um we're about to wrap it up here on down to the wire thank you guys so much for watching you guys football's finally here Yup. We don't have. We, we're gonna have football pretty much every Saturday until like the end of the year. Until February. Until February. It's gonna be great. Start how, a fantasy how, team. How excited Sorry. about you are your fantasy team? Oh, I'm hype. Are you happy that you don't I love have Andrew my team. Luck? I love my team. No. Freaking Andrew Luck retiring. Yeah. Two weeks before the season. I avoided starts. him, so we're all good. So. But yeah. Coming for your head this year again. Like Whatever, always. man. You're all. I beat coming. you every year. You do. Yeah. 
Dude, I don't even pay attention. Man. I beat you yeah. last year, and I didn't even have my first round pick. Whatever, man. Listen, I have Mike <laughs> Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, we went Saints heavy. Saints heavy, dude. Whenever you look at like my uh, bye weeks on my bench, yeah, they're like be all like week ten, <laughs> pretty much. That's gonna be tough. So yeah. Down to the wire. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. I was about to say watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Look forward to some football this Saturday. Enjoy it. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.